Hey, welcome to Bad Playstyle, a book club style podcast where we all get together, have played the same game, and discuss. What do we do on this podcast, my best friend Owen, that the young people might be offended by? We say bad words. Keenan, my other best friend, what do we do on this podcast that the old people might be offended by? Yo, we're going to ruin all the stories. We're going to spoil everything. Such as, par exemple, did you know that the boss, big boss, and biggest boss from the Metal Gear Solid franchise are actually the bears from Goldilocks? Welcome to Bad Playstyle. My name is Matt. Hey, what's up? I'm Owen. I'm Keenan. Uh, we play Disco Elysium a lot, uh, but before we can talk about that, we have to talk about what we've been playing lately. Keenan, you were the only one who's played anything new, I think. That's not true. Okay, uh, so go ahead. I got a lot. Do you want to go? No, you should go. Okay, so new and old, weirdly enough, I got back into Rainbow Six Siege, mm. um, and that game has grown a lot, and I am impressed, and it is still good. Um, Dope. They continue to make operators who, like, counter other operators and, like, do cool stuff where they progress the core gameplay without, like, breaking it. And it's pretty impressive, like, the balance between The things. thing I'm most impressed with that that game is uh, the the uh, the speed at which they've um, set the power creep is very slow. It's very slow. And, and there's a lot of, like, cool response things right like we've talked before on the show about how frost came along with her bear traps because everything was electronic and they needed something that the guy with the emp bombs couldn't counter right well now there's so there's one of the mechanics in that game is you can put down a deployable shield and you basically slam it into the ground and then expand it upwards and it's a waist high cover piece and a lot of the time people put these in doorways so you have to vault over them so that there's like a slower movement mechanic. As a defender, you can kind of like ambush someone it, as they're jumping over. Is it over like it. in PUBG where you, you sort of get locked into an animation when you're jumping yeah. over it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still okay. fire, um, but your fire is like way spread. Right, and your 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 perspective gets kind of weird while you're jumping and that stuff. But um, so so like traditionally people put like cap cans explosive door traps on these things. So you jump over and explode or... The bear trap goes at the feet of it, so you jump over and boom, you're in the bear trap. Sure. Well, they made a new character recently who, his name is Goyo, and he has specific uh, deployable shields that have, like, gas cans attached to the back of them. So the idea is, they get near it or jump over it, and you shoot the gas can and it explodes and blows the guy up. Huh. Okay. So, like, it's this it's this addition to an already established mechanic. And it was really funny when he first came out. Uh, whoever shot the gas can was responsible for any damage the gas can did. So, so you'd people like would get team kills. No, and... no, people would set them up in a triangle around the hostage. <laughs> <laughs> so the enemy would shoot it, and it would burn the hostage God, to death. Hostage fuckery in that game is amazing, and that's why they don't let hostage be a game type in ranked play. God, because there's too many ways to fuck the enemy team over on it. Um, they they finally made a character with a sniper rifle that's basically an AWP. So, like, you can hit someone in the chest and they fall down. Like, it does enough damage that they fall down without dying. Okay. So that, like, provides a really cool sort of weird, dumb Twitch gaming mechanic to the shooting, in a way. Um, 
they've they've applied like a lot of weird like also this thing on top of what already existed I, in a way that's cool. Every time I hear about this game, I I I feel more and more like this this game has run far and away from what I understood its pitch to originally be. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like originally it was like. It was like that game due process, but like like more Navy SEAL oh God, tactical it's, it's tactical like team that and no. and then that, that now it's like GI Joe's yeah no like and, that's definitely and, what it became and now it's like Home Alone booby trap <laughs> it's always been booby traps. it's always been booby traps like but but yeah it's it's definitely more like GI Joe now yeah yeah, yeah like that's definitely the core of that like. Uh, like there's a Korean dude with a Destro mask. Yep. Like like how long until we get an operator who has like DNA magic powers? <laughs> like, like like something completely implausible. Like so, something that that just shatters the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, that's the interesting part. Is like they tow this really weird sci-fi line with it. That like like when does a guy get enough? a laser gun that can clone an what, enemy? Doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't the Ukrainian gal have nano machines in her blood? Yeah, and yeah. the team's blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she puts it in everyone's blood. Yeah. And then they get a health boost and they aim better for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see? There yep. we go. That's like probably the dumbest one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want an operator who turns the house upside down. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Whoa. There's a guy who can hijack the, drones on the That should be the Halloween mode. The Castlevania. The Halloween mode this year was actually really cool. It um, should be the inverted mansion. Because it was it was people who <laughs> run on um, the ceilings. People who are very quiet and have no gun and traps. Versus dudes with hammers. Yep. <laughs> there was a glitch, though. Uh, if you didn't pick anyone every once in a while, you'd spawn as a recruit with an MP5. Oh, God. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you a game type that's designed for melee, so you're just God. <laughs> I love shit like that. There, there, there's a bug in Deep Rock Galactic right now where occasionally you can get lobbies of five players instead of four. <laughs> oh, does that bust the game wide open? Uh, not super bad. It looks kind of fun. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, it, it's something like if two people joined at the exact same time for the yeah. last slot. But yeah, I, I jumped back into that game because I needed my weird creeping shooter itch scratched. Yep. Uh, and then I am also playing the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game. And that is very much a comic book game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you're working for Dr. Otto Octavius before he's a bad guy. Like, that's your day job. Okay. And so, like, one of the really early, like, weird narrative beats is that you're working on the Spider-Man costume at night when he's not supposed to be there. And he rolls in with Chinese food. And he's like, oh, what are you working on there, buddy? And then he's like, oh, that's Spider-Man's costume. I guess it makes sense. You're his gear maker. And you're like, uh, uh, yeah, totally. (laughs) That's not like a sustainable lie. No, not at all. And like, I'm, it's my understanding that the narrative leans on that pretty well down the road, but you know, it's also fucking, you're working with Dr. Octopus on robot arm technology, and there's a lot of foreshadowing here. <laughs> so is that, like, always a thing? So, like, Spider, Peter Parker mm-hmm. is a nerd, mm-hmm. and he works a nerd job, mm-hmm. and that's how he becomes Spider-Man. Right. But it feels like every time I consume a different piece of Spider-Man media, they have mixed and matched who which nerd person he works for. Yeah. Like... Sometimes he, sometimes it's Green Goblin. Yeah. Sometimes Green Goblin's where he gets his spider bite. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the lizard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a Doctor like Octopus. No one knows what so the lizard's game... fucking name is. He's just the it's... lizard. Doctor Connors. Kurt. Connors. Stop, stop acting like you know. No, I do. No, it's you don't. A... Yeah, you that, don't. that sounds right. So, um, no, Keen is a fucking liar. So, so this game actually is just like he's been Spider-Man for eight years. 
Okay. So like one of the dumb collectibles in this open world game is there's a bunch of webbed backpacks to walls and you find like dumb backstory material that he talks about. Okay. If he's been Spider-Man for eight years, he should know better than to work on his costume at work off hours. Absolutely. And he should know better than to work with Dr. Fucking Octopus, but he's not Dr. Octopus yet. He he deserves to have his wife and kids die for blowing (laughs) his identity like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like... You know, that's a thing. The game has a really cool tutorial sequence because the cops are like, we're going to go arrest the kingpin. And the kingpin's like, nah, shoot out of my building at the cops. <laughs> and he tells all his mooks to shoot out of the building. I, so the that doesn't I, have, I have a fun moment. So, like, I, fascism is like, oh, I don't like these people. They do things I don't like. Mm-hmm. I should kill them. Yeah. Right. And so people often are like, oh, yeah, just do that. Right. Yep. Just like, let's let's fascists. Let's just fucking kill everybody. We don't like we right. don't like the things they're doing. But like in the case of supervillains, I feel like there's a reasonable exception to be made for a person whose whole existence is just inflicting pain on a maximum <laughs> like sphere of Wait. influence around them. So the kingpin lights up the cops. So the cops show up with, like, SWAT teams to arrest him. Okay, but, like, why don't they call the fucking National Guard and just hellfire I, missile his I mean, tower? You're right. What's his plan? You're right. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They just kill the kingpin. He's a danger to so everyone. Instead, Spider-Man has a friend who's on the police force, and they're like, Spider-Man, go get him. And so the entire tutorial sequence of the game is you fighting your way up the tower, and then you get to his office and you fight him down the tower. Well, what is his plan? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like... The kingpin is in his tower, in, yep. in Fisk Tower, Yep, they, they call it that. And it's got his name right on the side. In it, gold. His receptionist calls and tells him like, hey, Mr. Fisk, uh, the cops are here. They've come to arrest you. And he's like, shoot them. Kill all of the police. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, kill the whole police. What does he think he's going to be doing next week? Uh, so, so my favorite <laughs> like part about- After he orders his men to shoot the police. My, my favorite part about the sequence is like, you, you literally catch him. The cops are putting him in the van and you're on top of the van talking shit to him because you're spider-man and you're like man that was way easier than i expected and he looks at you and he's like i'll be out within a month and then i'll find you and your family and peter's like yeah whatever later and just like doesn't even let him monologue and leaves that's pretty good yeah (laughs) murder him yep no totally they put him on the raft which is dumb and great and like sure marvel right so yeah, and then that game has a lot of weird open world mechanics. Go find the tower. Make open the, up the Hulk map. turn a crank that produces electricity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. Good Spider-Man swinging. Cool. Nice. Yeah. It's good. Good. Good Batman-style combat with webs. It's what you want. You know. Oh, I don't want that Batman combat. Yeah. I hate that shit. It's better. There, there, there's a bunch of games that I think I would like. If I didn't have to do that, if, if, have they, to do if they have uh, what was it, uh, virulent strain QTE combat? Yeah, yeah. I like Shadow Mordor seems like a really cool game. It is, and I hate that combat. So it one is of the awful one of the accessibility options in Spider-Man is that QTE is autocomplete. Okay, there's a lot of stuff in there that's like for people who like their reflexes aren't there. For sure, that sure, sure. Shit. And so like some of the accessibility options are like autocomplete QTEs and don't care about combat and like if you want to experience the narrative rather than if you want to experience game journalism all right that's pretty all right because I guess that's the the best fix for that right yeah. yeah so I mean the best fix ideally would be that you just don't put them in your game but, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty damning indictment mm. of the mechanic yeah yeah um, it's like people yeah, are like there's oh, no way just to fix uh, it. just get a better job it's like well how about we just dismantle capitalism yeah let's do that <laughs> that seems like a better solution than me getting a better job yeah than me climbing the ladder slightly <laughs> so let's just pay teachers better let's do that let's make that choice it doesn't seem hard <laughs> all right so, so spider-man that's, that's what i've played 
Those are the things the I Spider-Man colon pay teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying it's all related, man. Um, this game is like two steps away from Spider-Man Snap, by the way. Like you can web sling and take photos of uh, okay, landmarks but and stupid Take shit. out the QTEs, make the game I yep. I came up with several <laughs> yep. months ago. Yep. I don't even remember what episode that was. Oh, it was like episode three or some shit. You no, know, it wasn't that far back. It was a while. The game of get pictures for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah but, but the, the whole point of Pokemon Snap is that you're not dealing with any of the other bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No. If, if you had a, uh, you know, not an immersive sim, whatever the immersive sim is for superheroes, the fucking prototype game, you know? That game, uh, the GTA without cars, uh, that that with superpowers. Mm-hmm. If you had that, and then you add in a thing where it's like you can take pictures, sure. That's not what Owen was asking. No, for. I know. Well, kidding. also the game I pitched, you are not Spider Man, right? Right. You you are a different photographer at the Daily Bugle. Well, no, but what, the, the, my 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 greater point yeah, was that it should be Eddie Brock. <laughs> my my greater point was that. The adding on of additional game systems onto that right, no, makes I, it I worse you unless you're Yakuza. Right. <laughs> right. So that, That's the platform I'm going to run on for president, is taking systems away from games. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Disco Elysium, love CRPGs. Take out all the party-based combat. You know, like yeah. adventure games, get rid of all that bullshit. Like take out 90% of the adventure game, get rid of it. <laughs> You know, take it out back. Yep. <laughs> well, we're gonna. You can't talk about that now. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah, I broke the law. <laughs> so I want to say things about that, but I can't. All right, I I played like one thing that's worth talking about. Okay. That I would very much like to talk about. Okay. Uh, so Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition got a release date. What is TV edition? That's the uh the console edition. Okay. And it's also the whole game. Okay. And it's it's also the same release date as Act Five. Cool. Dope. Uh, which... Addendum episode incoming. Yeah, so that's coming out, like, from when we're recording this, like, two weeks from now or something oh, okay. like that. Like, it's soon. Cool. Um, and I watched that trailer. They have a very charming and spooky and haunting trailer. As they should. Um, and then I remembered that I never played the interlude game that is meant to take place between four and five. Oh, oh yeah, those interlude that's games. Thing. Yeah, and yeah, okay. I, I I talked about this uh, some millions of some years of ago. All right. Yeah, I I I booted it up once, played it for like ten seconds and closed it because I wasn't like in like Kentucky Rat Zero headspace. But I finally got around to booting it up. Um, I forgot how crisp everything looks in those games. Mm-hmm. The um the game deals in a lot of like single pixel wide lines mm-hmm. to like articulate wires and things like that and hair and maybe not hair but like like little things like that that like when you actually are viewing the game not a video of it but you're actually running the mm-hmm. software like the the vector graphics and all of it have this crispness to everything there's, there's a this, hardness yeah to it all so I played uh un pueblo de nada which is their their act four or five interlude game um. And you're like running a public access TV does it, station. Does that mean the village of nothing? Yes, okay. <laughs> that's what my brain also okay. did. Um, yeah, you're running a public access news station in like a horrific thunderstorm. Okay, <laughs> it's this feels thematic somehow. Yeah, it, it's it's really uh, so like. The game in in the game space that you're in, you can't walk around the room or anything like that, like you typically can in KR Zero. What you can do is swivel your camera around, and there's something to see in every direction. Okay. So, like, I'm gonna pick an arbitrary direction here, but I'm, I'm gonna say when you're facing north, there's like a set for two people to sit in front of a camera and talk about 
whatever right. to talk about stories and then if you swivel the camera to like northeast there's the crow and there's a crow and he is sitting um on like a button board and he mixes the sound i think okay <laughs> all right and because it's gonna talk about zero no one remarks on how strange it is that a no, crow man. works for the tv station um seems like you have you you have your um your massive banality, the TV station. Yeah. You have your environmental fantasticness, which is the storm. Yeah. And then you have your unremarked upon weirdness. Oh, yeah. The oh, and the whole yeah. the whole building is dripping and there's pots and pans everywhere. Sure. It's nice. like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, it is, the, the banality seeps into the fantastical. Oh, yeah. 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 And every, everything is, is, is crumbling. Yeah. It, it's it's um, public access TV. It's like base level infrastructure in the community that is neglected mm-hmm. and people have improvised yeah, and maintain it. Yeah. Um, then like if you turn uh, E, there is a overhead projector like you would have in grade school where a dude has a clear glass plate on it and he is pouring um like food coloring and swirling it and turning the plate so the light that's projected is like this psychedelic shit that's mm-hmm. cool. and then there's like a dude there and i think weird he, artists he's playing Check. like i forget he's playing like a music instrument and he reads the news so they'll like cut to him and he's got the psychedelic colors going on and he's like noodling do a ditch and then talks about the school shooting yeah, yeah. and Oof. and then um and then like to your south is like a couple dudes on a couch fucking with like a radio and they are like not helping anyone <laughs> And they they are convinced that they can hear ghosts in the radio noise. Uh huh. Oh, Self involved weirdos. Yeah, yeah. We're checking all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Here. yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, hold on. There's the last box that you have forgotten about. Weaver is the ghost. Oh, okay. we, like we, Weaver shows up in the television broadcast. Okay. And like and and manifests in their the radio man. transmissions. Yeah. Um, I need to replay those games. I don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. I um, I after playing that, I was like. Well, fuck, man. I guess I'm replaying all of it. Yeah, well, I feel like you you wait till five comes out and you just play it from the run beginning. It. Yeah. Run it. You just run it. <laughs> yeah. Run them jewels fast. Run that shit. So <laughs> yeah. So it's like this, like really, like you can see how it, it's an interlude game, like like how they could justify making this thing because it's so restricted in your verbs mm-hmm. and in the way you can move. Um, but it's it's still it's like here's the taste. It's still I've, that production standard I've come to expect from them. And it, f- it it often feels like with the interlude games they're trying something. They're like, could this work? And it's like a proof of concept. Yeah. Uh, for a, a segment they'll do it later in the next episode. Or, so um, or so not. Here, here's the thing: is I saw the trailer for episode five mm-hmm. or for Act Five, and I played this, and I realized one of the locales depicted in the trailer is this television station from the outside. Mm. Uh, okay. That that it shows a very small building with the same Venetian blinds with the same lighting being just fucking drenched in rain. Right. So like these models are being used elsewhere. Maybe it. Uh, maybe. God, God I hope the storm is super localized over this TV station. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, you remember at the end of Act Four, you're crawling out of that hole. Uh, you're getting out of the no, echo, no. and there's a spiral mm-hmm. staircase. Yeah. Um, they, they they show like the exterior of that hole, and the rainstorm is just pouring water into it. Mm. So I assume that's how the 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 echo river the echo is is fed fueled or fed fueled that's what people say about rivers right yeah fuel that river yep it's they lit it on fire this river's low on fuel <laughs> uh, can't light it on fire it doesn't have enough fuel no nope. <laughs> but yeah uh that was like the one thing i played that was interesting i played a bunch of rim world but like whatever i did the same shit i was doing that yeah. i think they changed something in rim world so if you smoke a lot of weed all your guys get carcinoma oh. um which is like really annoying i feel like that happened to me before i I've many times done the mandated everyone smokes weed if they ever get bored or sad. Mm. And this time, like, everyone has cancer. 
I feel like it maybe just rolled bad. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, like when I did that, when because when you when we played RimWorld, you were like, "Hey, make everyone smoke weed," and I was like, "Oh," uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and I made them smoke weed, and like two or three people got carcinoma, and I was like, "Hey, everybody, stop smoking weed." Uh, so, yeah, I've never done that. Then we got like robo lungs or something. I don't remember. Uh, you can't make lungs. Okay, it's very frustrating. We have like a huge stockpile of like components, and like everyone's everyone's got bionic spines. Who has bad backs? Oh, it's so good. good but bad back lowers your mobility so much that if they get too stoned, they become paralyzed. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's not good. And so we replaced a ton of people's spines, and now you that just doesn't give happen. them those uh, those like good FedEx uh, or the UPS. Uh, Exosuits. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Keenan got some of those in Death Stranding. Yeah. He got robo legs. His robot pants that increase your carry weight. Very good. And it means that you can carry way more shit on your back and not fall over, and it's great. Wait, did you play Death Stranding? Uh, yeah, we talked about that last time. Oh, okay. It, nothing's really changed. No, you still okay. deliver shit. <laughs> There's a, there was like a skull guy, but we're getting into spoilers. So. Blood grenades. <laughs> okay. That's it. Man, right. you didn't play anything of note. Okay, just for so, the people. So now, now we talk about Disco now Elysium. We now we talk about Disco Elysium. Elysium. Disco Elysium is a CRPG that uh, is not a CRPG. Well, uh, dialogue trees. It's got dialogue trees. It's got uh, that's a very checks. CRPG thing. Yeah, skill checks. It's it, got lots of skill checks. It's got mostly the gumshoe system in it. Yeah, um, it has a wave presenting portraits to you that suggests that you will accrue a large party, but you do not. <laughs> True. True. Kim's all I need. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's one other. There, there's like one or two other people you can get to follow you. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. That makes sense with uh, what's his what's his face uh, with what? Yeah. Okay. I won't talk about this. Uh, also, I know it, like in an early version of the game, I believe this is not true in the later versions. You can get the cryptozoologist's wife to hang out with you. Because I know at the beginning you're like, "Hey, you want to roll with me?" Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> You're crazy. No? I love that the cryptozoologist is hanging out with the crypto fascist. Yes. I think that that is a hilarious oh, joke. Oh, I'm excited to meet both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Morel, the cryptozoologist, and Gary, the crypto fascist. <laughs> I love that other. his name's Gary. Yeah. Uh, uh, and. and- Oh, he's great. I I, I like that. There's, um, a, there's an empathy passive you can get on him where you you charge him two hundred and fifty dollars for committing a crime, and and you just hand him this slip, and this is like a life ruining amount of money that <laughs> yep. you've just charged yeah. him, yeah. and he goes, "Oh shit, okay." And your empathy goes, "This man loves authority a lot." <laughs> God. I, oh, oh, did you guys find the centrism pants? Yes, I found the centrism pants. I put them on and then I tore them off and threw them on the ground. <laughs> When, when I that met, was one of my character's reactions. I was like, fuck these pants. My, my favorite thing about the crypto fascist is when my guy met him, my guy could figure out that there is something going on with this guy, but I failed my skill check. It's like, he says Revachal weird. Yeah. I think that's a racist thing that racists <laughs> do, but my guy wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, kind of like the truck driver racist? Yeah, yeah. Like, like my, my guy didn't have like enough uh, like uh, historical knowledge to understand uh, the ramifications encyclopedia of, of using the old pronunciation. I actually had a lot of encyclopedia. I think I just biffed the role. Mm, okay. um, so um, what were what were you guys... Because I know Keenan is 4422. Uh, what was yours? Um, I'm trying to remember. It's... It's, the first one is um, yeah. The intel- first one it's it's in, so my guy was high intellect. Okay. Uh, I did next... I did high encyclopedia and logic specifically. Okay. Um, then the next one is um, is your your uh, social. Yeah, I th- I think I went I went I think I went four four two two. 
Okay. Um, Which uh, was Austin or, or, or something close to that. Yeah. I wanted to be able to talk and read people. Like what I wanted the, the, to do. The three skills I leaned on. He was like, or you're a detective. The skills I leaned on a lot in that game were uh, Inland Empire. Very I highly recommend that skill. <laughs> Inland Empire, Shivers, and yeah, Inland, Perception are the best skills in the game. Inland Empires and Shivers are the shit. Yeah. Um, by the end of my playthrough, I was sad I hadn't put more points into Shivers because when I did succeed Shivers checks, it was really cool. It was cool. the best. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just yeah. ruled. I uh, Austin Walker beat this game shortly before we started playing it for podcasts and he posted his final build mm-hmm. uh, like he posted what he was wearing his thought cabinet and his stats yeah. and shivers was his tag skill yeah uh, i should have it was yeah. also at 11 yeah when he finished the game <laughs> shivers is the like narrative version of what i love about daredevil comics it is it is <laughs> it is one of harry's two superpowers mm-hmm. that he has he's fucking clairvoyant which manifests itself in shivers and in um uh, esprit de corps uh and then also the man can reset his brain with drugs and alcohol <laughs> um which is super helpful for white checks uh so yeah yeah um that i played a very physical character i had a five in physical and a four in motorics which did not leave very many points for anything else yeah no because i wanted five four at the beginning i wanted to play the talking game as a person who was bad at talking talking. (laughs) (laughs) and was very good at other things so like you know keenan was telling me uh there's a point in the game where you have to get uh uh, a dead man down from a tree um, who's stuck up there uh, and he's been decomposing for a while and one of the ways you can do that is you can just shoot him down yeah. I, I, I'm i raising my hand I made, is I, low buddy I made a 3% skill check oh, and yes. shot him down <laughs> with our last bullet I had 3% and I was like I'm not doing this um, Like I, when, I went all the way through that and then decided did, not did to did you internalize aces low or aces high um, I'm trying to remember. I internalized Aces High, but I don't think I ever fully fleshed it out. Okay, so uh, Aces Aces High, Aces Low. That's the that's the thought you can get from doing that because Kim is very excited. Yeah, your, your partner is very excited that you got the body. Down. High five, bro. This is why he's here. So Aces High is when you high five him. Aces mm. Low is when you high five him. If you have enough physical, you can spin around and present your lowered hand to him behind <laughs> your back. Yeah, and you have to pass a composure check to keep it there because you don't know if kim is going to go Aww, for it or yeah. not you but, have a composure check of wait if, for it if you if you wait for it and you pass it the only reason kim took so long is because he wanted to hit it as accurately and as hard as possible <laughs> kim is such a dear yep uh also uh kim is a member of the homosexual underground yes he is <laughs> yeah uh, uh so so is the detective yes to, yeah. So, yeah to a certain degree uh, i mean you meet the guy on the on the balcony you're like i must have him yeah right <laughs> well there, there's a tip off earlier than that yeah. even uh the, when you go to examine the body for the first time and kuno's there and he's berating you mm-hmm. um kuno likes to use a certain yes. slur for queer people that starts with the letter f and he's calling you this as you're trying to like do your work i love that the game bleeps it out it's so good yeah, yeah. well and one of the replies is i am that f slur <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> See, I always read that as you just like meeting him at the same level of intensity. Oh, sure, yeah. it's absolutely that. But also, like, it's, the, it's also the ownership angle, but, right? But like, but like with what we know, what we learn about Harry later too yeah. is like what Harry said there has like more than just a meaning of him like 
getting in a speed freak's face. Harry L. Sl- uh, Harry slash uh, Raphael. Yeah. Oh, did you take that name? No. You you um. <laughs> I told Keenan about it. Yeah. You can commit to that name and yeah. insist it's everyone an, call a, you that for the even though it's game. like not on your badge. <laughs> yeah. And not on, yeah. You oh, can God. reject Harry or Dubois. Yeah. And, and take Raphael. Oh, well, you can also be a Tequila Sunset. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that one I ran into because because that's that's what you um. That's, that's what, what your drunk self is. Yeah, well, and that's what you you dimly remember because, like, like at the beginning of the game, your guy doesn't remember his name. It's like, but I remember it's there like, is an option. You can say it at one point. You're like, well, yeah, Tequila you, Sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few different times you can get it, but like even before you found those words, right? Harry has this this memory of 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 uh, burnt colors mm-hmm. at the end of an evening or something like that. There's some sort of flowery description yeah. of a sunset over the ocean or something like that. So we should say for the audience, I don't remember if we said this on this recording or not but we're dividing the game not in half but like we're, we're slicing it right and keenan is at a certain point owen and i have both beaten the game yeah. i sort of accidentally beat the game because i wanted to do one more day than we said yeah and it just sort of snowballed from there um because the thing happened yeah the um, ending comes at you fast yeah but then uh keenan so where where are you at so in the storyline what has happened thus far i have gotten the body down i have examined it i fucking so, so when you're examining the body and running through like the autopsy, there's a check to find a bullet hole, and I nailed it at 28. percent Nice. I was like boom, yes. And then like that opens up an entire different line of inquiry because you assume at the beginning because the body's hung from a tree that they died from being lynched. Sure. Uh, turns out there's a bullet wound in the back of the guy's head, and he was shot before they hung him. And so like, oh shit, got to figure that out now. And I don't have the skills to examine the bullet, and no one wants to tell me anything about that right now sure. with who I've talked to. Uh, I have... I love how they foreshadow the treatment angle on that with the um, with the autopsy. What do you, I, it's it, like in the field opsi- autopsy, there's, a, there's a, uh, a section on the paperwork where you can say, the body was treated in this way before I got to it. Right. Right. Like, these are the things that were done to They're it. They're aware that this that, happens. Uh, that, that were, like, in an effort to make me believe a certain thing right. about the body. These are the things that were done with it. And during that, you can be like, dude, I think this hanging is treatment. And Kim will give you shit about it. He's yeah. Like, no, and then yeah, you like, find the ev- you're yeah. fucking disco right yeah. like yes miss yeah. <laughs> um, orange disco dancer yeah so all right so, yeah um and then i've talked with the union boys the the hardy crew mm-hmm. um, the hardy boys they have tried to take credit for it but i don't necessarily believe them i mean they hung him uh they hung him yeah. but that doesn't that is not why he died <laughs> yeah uh and you tell them like yo i have the bullet and they're like we don't fucking care <laughs> you have a bullet whatever uh I my character keeps doing this thing because I'm missing context clues where I accidentally use racial slurs at people oh, constantly. You would be racist cop. Uh so so like I'm a really apologetic racist. So I, accident. I I noticed that all three of us have the sorry cop achievement. Yes. <laughs> well cuz I th- so I was talking to Keenan about this is that we are all people who believe that you sh- like we're not hyper masculine dickheads yeah and we believe that when you fuck up you should own it also like harry is a colossal and, fuck yeah, up harry has fucked up a lot and the only way you're gonna walk back from that is actually apologizing yeah. i own the sorry cop copo type right yeah uh sorry. yeah no no like i think it's very le- it's it's a legit thing but i yeah. just thought it was funny like because I, I was I, 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 could, you notice I am also a superstar cop i, I, I got I, the 
the option and I'm tempted. I, I, I couldn't help but uh, uh, peek at my presence and look at your guys' Steam achievements because it says a lot about your playthrough. Yeah. You know, because like... A lot of it's very specific all, all the achievements are like, use this type of dialogue reply greater than eight right. times or right. something like that. And so it'll give you like a little peek um, at like what things they've said or... Whether or not they've equipped every piece of a certain piece Fuck of clothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have, like, passed up the opportunity on the boots. Uh. <laughs> so I'm not getting those. It's like, hey, Night Kim. I've been, <laughs> I've been trying. I've been, like, trying to play him as a better person. Yeah. And that is difficult in yeah. a lot of Dude, ways. Those boots are bulletproof, man. I I'm, need them. I'm not denying that. Okay. But I didn't even, like, consider that. And then I'd heard people talk about, like, they also get... give you plus two authority. You can get the boots. Oh. I was like, oh, you could get the boots. On, on, on my playthrough, uh, I, I, I loaded up my clothes to get. So basically, I don't like that I'm a cop. I don't like cops. All cops except for Kim Kitsuragi are bastards. <laughs> yes. Um, Kim's an ultra liberal. He's still a little bit of a bastard. Uh, yeah, but like... <laughs> Kim is the only person who sympathizes with my fucked up state, and therefore I like Kim. him. No, he's a good person. I'm not saying he's a bad yeah, person. No, that, I'm just I, saying he I, is a bastard. He's I, still a cop. I recognize that Kim is my blind spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I, I I loaded out my clothing and my stats, for that matter, to have as little authority as possible. That mm. I wanted to be the least cop cop possible. Um, so I had like dweeby, uh, Urkel flip up glasses. Oh, those are so good. They're so good, but they lower your authority because you look like a dweeb. They give you plus logic? Or? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're dweeb glasses. Yeah. Low authority, high logic. Yeah. Um, I have the Conan the Barbarian t shirt. It's not yes. Conan, but it's something the like that. The man from Heimdall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the man from Heimdall. Then I, I, I wound up with a brown leather jacket that has a, a self described slur painted on the I back. I wore the other one. Oh, you got yeah. the, There's a way to get Kim to wear them with you? No, there is not. Not that I found. Uh, there is a check, and if you make the check, you and Kim will each wear one of the jackets. Because I made the check to get both jackets. Yeah. And he wouldn't put his on uh, after I did that. It, it might be that you have to have done more groundwork with Kim leading up to this. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but I, I've... There needs I've, to be a trust level established. I've seen the screenshots of, of, of Kim and Harry wearing the matching jackets, okay. um, which... Because I asked him, I asked beforehand specifically because I wanted him to wear the jacket. I said, which one do you think is, is the jacket you would wear? The fuck the world jacket or the piss wet jacket? And he goes, oh, it's, a, you know, piss is a, is a, is a stronger statement. Yeah. And so I go, well, cool, that's the one you're getting. And, I, and then we do the song and dance with the two gentlemen who want to be gangbangers. And we get the jackets. And then I'm like, well, Kim, wear your jacket. And he goes, I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm like... I got the ja I got both. I don't need both these jackets. I, I forgot how much voice acting and characterization can make a character work. And yeah. fucking Kuno. <laughs> yeah, Kuno. Kuno is. Fuck does Kuno care? Yeah. He's yeah. so good. He's so fucking awful and so good. He's he's not awful though. Yeah, like, like she makes him awful. He's caustic and she's damaged, and they're great. <laughs> yes. They're good people. Well, yeah. and, and he's damaged too. Sure, like like his. It, like, it sounds like his home life is fucked. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean it is. You go, I go. I there's a quest about it. Like the, yeah. the, the, there's there's something I've seen a lot of people say about this game that uh, I take issue with, and I'm looking at all of you right now. Ooh. Is that pe people complain that this game is like bitter or cynical about the world, and I think. That is like only a very surface level takeaway. That feels like a slice that, that of I, what they're doing. I think, I, th I think actually nothing about nothing's maybe a strong word, but I don't think this game is cynical. That well, I, I think every. I mean, you have to take into context what's going on around these people and what like 
a, a, every person in this game, almost every person in this game is like a deeply human person. Right. There, there's a warmth to so much of the writing and the characters right. in this game. Um, that, 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 um, it, the world that this game takes place in, the world of Elysium is a terrible it's, place. It's yeah. also dying. It, it is yeah. a dying, terrible world. Well, and you're in an occupied country that that failed at its ideals it's not a country okay yeah. whatever but you're also in a, a neighborhood that is like absolutely fucking ignored yeah yeah right like the world's like, largest ghetto there are so many reasons that these people are this way and it has nothing to do with well and and, like, and, and it's 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 not that this, this isn't like a a blown up uh exaggerated version of the awfulness of the real world it just kind of like a lot. There are a lot of places in the world that look like Revachal, or right. Well, and like the game is made by Estonian gentlemen who who grew up in a post-Soviet society, and so there's a lot of that in there. The world they talk about is in this sort of post-war malaise, yeah, yeah. right. And that's what like one of the reasons I find Evrard and Edgard Clare to be sympathetic characters is because their whole thing is trying to lift their community out of that. Right. With right. very little. Right? And, and, like, and they're doing it viciously. Yeah. They're doing it viciously and in a way that I do not agree with necessarily. Yeah. But they're doing it for the right reasons. His motivations, Edgar and Everard's motivations, are correct. Right. Right. But they're, they're shitbags about it. Right. But that's because that's the only thing that gets a response Th in the situation they're in. That's the way the world is right. that they live in. And and I think to, to, to talk about your sort of people think the game is cynical, the fact that Harry is trying to be better than he was at all. That it's even an option. That it's even an option is yeah. super. Like, I, I can't understand why you would think that. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the more that like, like it, it, it's honestly like a very uplifting message mm -hmm. um, that, that like his life, like the more you learn about it, the more it's just in fucking shambles. Yeah. yeah. That, that like um he like even his position um, his rank. He's a Yefrator second lieutenant or whatever, yeah. which means that like he he's has turned down a promotion. He has twice. multiple times turned down promotions because he is happy with his like humble station in life. Right. He is a raging alcoholic. He's a raging drug user. He uh he has a love in his life that he has driven away. I never really learned too much about why, but it it was always very. I mean, the game fucking damages you when you try and get into it. Well, it, it was very clear to me that that he knew he was responsible for for driving this woman out of his life. Um, there's I can tell, talk to you more about that later sure talk that, about that's fine we can talk about that next episode I yeah mean, that, that's, that's also true yeah. that's, that's where um, that's for um, um i i'm actually um I'm, I'm of course interested to hear what you say but also i don't need to know sure what it is harry did to drive her away whether he was like whether, you have so many other things whether it's his drug or alcohol use whether it's his job whether he that was verbally or physically abusive about, yeah. or, or whatever like yeah. it, it, it largely doesn't matter right the, and also the fact that kim you are a deeply malfunctioning person yeah and the fact that kim is just it like like with the hundred acre woods and eeyore everyone's cool with the fact that yeah. eeyore kind of sucks sometimes yeah yeah and, and they're they just accept like that's that. that's eeyore yeah we got to deal with that right it's like you know harrier is going to solve this case i can't right the way my methods do not work as anything other than a support for whatever the fuck Terrier is doing. Right. And it's that conversation about the notebook. I really I, opens that. Up. I wish that he would be a better person sometimes, but his heart's in the right place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's trying to solve this thing. He's trying to keep these tensions from boiling over. He's trying ultimately to save people's lives and make them better. Yeah. Yeah. 
My my favorite thing about about like all the choices you're given is that my character never turns down money. <laughs> never. Because yeah. like you start uh, the game fucking broke. Yeah. And so like uh when you go talk to Everard, like he's basically slipping you bribes the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just take them without saying anything. <laughs> I that, I actually hit a wall uh progress wise uh right then because I wouldn't take the bribe uh-huh. and I couldn't figure out what the fuck to do. Right. Yeah. There, like there, there were like a couple principled stands i'd taken yeah. that locked me out of progressing yeah and so i spent like an evening stuck on like day two and I, I just couldn't figure out what the fuck to do yeah so anytime he tries to slip me money or an absurdly large check or whatever mm-hmm. i just take it and say nothing and and then kim gives me like a sideways glance and he's like not really sure what to do and then the conversation continues and i make no like so i i did not take the bribe from everard but you can pass a check a composure check to talk to to rejoice um, and you can uh, get her to give you money and justify it through Mazovian economics. Yeah. If you <laughs> yeah. if you have that idea, not even internalized, but just in your thought cabinet, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, be yeah. like, of course I don't mind asking for money from a fucking bourgeois right. parasite. Yeah. She gives you like 150 bucks. <laughs> no, she gives you whatever you ask for, oh, as long really? as it's not a million. <laughs> um, like, and, and I went with the numbers, because the numbers like... that are presented are based on what your current debts are. Oh. So if, if you have negotiated with Gart, because there's a there's a conversation with Gart where Gart's like, you owe me so much money yeah. because you broke that hotel room, right. and you broke the window, and you spent like thirty real on 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 booze, and you broke the bird. He doesn't even care about the bird. That's not even part of it. But you can threaten to arrest him mm-hmm. to change the value that you owe him. Mm-hmm. Like he'll be like, okay, fine, the station will pay for your your time here, but you still owe me money for drinks. Right. And if you've done that, the money you can ask from Rejoice is lowered. No, oh, okay. Uh, you can only ask her for the thirty real. I didn't push him around room. because I yeah. didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I brought him a new bird. Me I too. Him a new bird last <laughs> I night. actually I'm very sympathetic. Like Gart is a bourgeois pig. Yeah, but I do he, he, sympathize with his position. He's, he's he perfect, sucks, but I've inflicted a lot. He's a on perfect him. example of what I was talking about, though. Where like your initial encounter with him was like, wow, fuck this guy. This guy sucks. Titus too. Who does he think he is trying to make me give him money? And it's like like it's like no, he he works like a ton of jobs. He He's just a dude. Yeah. He's just a working class dude. And you are a horrible hurricane of a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You came into his life, fucked it up. Yeah. The and least then... you can do is replace his bird, yeah. get him a date, and sing wonderful karaoke yeah. for him. <laughs> I sang him karaoke. <laughs> um, but I, that's, than you did. that's how I feel about Titus. When you first yeah, meet yeah, Titus, yeah. Titus is this horrible shitbag who is horrible to you. And the more you learn about him, the more sympathetic his position his position right. becomes. You, you're given exposition that creates justification for yeah. people's behavior he's anytime Cer- you dig deep. He's Cersei Lannister, but more, right? right? Like, I initially hate her. I initially, he's the villain. And then the more I learn, the more I'm like, oh, yeah. Aranya is fucking you over, right? right. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's... That's the thing is that if you take the time to learn about the people, yeah. like they all, have reasons. Almost every single person who is objectionable has has a a a, uh, a underlayer, a, a sympathetic underlayer, right. in, in a very realistic one, not just like oh the reason Darth Vader does bad things because he has daddy issues or something. It's like he wanted no, his hot wife to live forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, no, it's like they 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 are actually like very palpable <laughs> and real 
and and tangible reasons like why a person gets to that position why they think the things they think there's like a very psychological like pathway to all of it that's like makes sense right that that you would react this way or you would emote that way about it the the only examples i can think of that don't conform to this are the racists in the game right like i and maybe it's just that i never like got to know measurehead well enough but like (laughs) so you know what's great about measurehead Is, is that he sucks? Uh, yeah, well, so you <laughs> if you talk to him long enough, you can point out the fact that his tattoos are like incorrect. Oh, sure. Like they're wrong even by his own. Yeah, you, you, you can. Yeah, you can point out his hypocrisies to him. Yeah. That doesn't. I never got very far really doing do anything. That. Yeah, no, no, but it's just fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Like much like real life, pointing out the hypocrisies to racists it does do nothing yeah. to their ideology. I think Measurehead is a, is a fun character because like like you said, most of these people are like real. But also, it's fun to have a punching bag racist, yeah. right? In the game, where it's like he's literally the 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 actual interactions. If you boil it down, that you can have with Measurehead are, are you can become a racist like him, you can kick him in the face, or you can point out he's an idiot, or you can get your ass fucking beat. Yeah, that's also true. And that yeah. is something I did multiple times because I kept trying to kick his ass, <laughs> and he would basically hold my head to the ground and and like make me admit that I'm a piece of trash and that happened like multiple times because like oh yeah like I got these new classes they make me a little bit stronger I'm gonna put them on go try and beat up Measurehead uh, again turns out the numbers you need <laughs> yeah. for him are big and Measurehead made me call myself a degenerate again uh, <laughs> damn I, 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 as the physical character of the group I kicked Measurehead's ass immediately so, <laughs> immediately. so I uh, so I, I beat this game far in advance of picking it for podcast and, and I, I started playing it again and on the second play it was like I'm not letting Measurehead do that again <laughs> and so like like i i the, the character the, the player baggage yeah, right because yeah. <laughs> i i never resolved him in any way on sure. my he's not really resolvable no but yeah. like he pissed me off you never sure. ended the task one way or the other like so i came at him with the power of al ghul on yeah. my second playthrough because <laughs> yeah. al ghul gives you physical <laughs> yeah. yeah so you can reset the check and kick his ass <laughs> yep um slam some you, magnesium you fucking bane his ass with yeah. some venom like dude uh so if you play a physical character, like the big differences, I think, are that there's certain checks you can't do, but then also there's certain damage types that mean more to you. Yeah. As a physical character, my volition was very low. Yeah. To start out with, my volition was fucking two. Yeah. Right. And you take a lot more morale damage in this game than you take physical damage. At least that was my experience. So. And so there's a point in the game you can talk to Kuno. After going into his shack, mm-hmm. um, you can talk to Kuno de Reiter. Uh, you can talk to him uh, about how he stays so lit all the time. Because doesn't he get hangover? And he's like, no, man, I slam mag. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And so he talks to you about how he basically lives off of speed and magnesium. Yep. And you're like, well, maybe I need to become a magnesium-based life form. <laughs> yep. And if you do that, you get two extra points of morale. Oh, wow. Um, and so it, it suddenly becomes... I have four endurance and therefore four health, mm-hmm. and then I have four morale. So you become this like tank if you take this idea. It re- reduces your logic, but I was already a dumbass, so I didn't care. Um, okay, and okay. so magnesium based life form also gives you great dialogue <laughs> options where certain people will talk about your health and they'll be like, dude, you're like 90% alcohol. And you're like, no, I'm 90% magnesium. <laughs> <laughs> And then when you, when you talk to your uh, station's Lazarus, he can be like, maybe you need to like take some rest and take some water and stop doing as many drugs. And you're like, nah, I'm just going to keep slamming Meg because uh, I'm a magnesium-based life form. So this is a beautiful segue to my lack of systems mastery the first couple times I've played this game. Yeah. Um, there's When you wake up in the very first day, 
you are in your underwear, and the first thing you have to do is find your clothes. So you sort of wander around the hotel room and find your clothes. Well, there's a check. Your tie is hanging off of a rotating ceiling fan. And there is a agility check, basically, to get it off of the ceiling this fan. Is, this is one of my favorite checks in the whole game. While it's yeah. moving. Yeah. Mind you, my character had one health when I did this. Sure. <laughs> so I literally jump up. Well, and, and it's so early in the game, you don't have... Um, uh, Whatchamacallit? Nose of fed. No, nose, you don't have any way to recover. magnesium. So if, if you if you hurt yourself in this situation, yeah. you're in a tough spot. So so my character literally jumps up, misses the tie, falls over, has a heart attack, goes back into subconscious state, and dies. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> do do uh, the reptile brain and limbic system talk to you? Yeah, yeah they talk to you I, when you I die. love this introduction I, in the I, game. Endurance also talks to you yeah. when you die yeah. that way. God. Um, the, the, the intro to this game. It's so good. Yeah. It. It feels exactly like waking up with a hangover. Yeah, yeah. like and like, then Kim's car wakes you up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Be, being in that like psychic twilight state yeah. mm-hmm. where you are, you're talking. To you yourself. are aware of some of your body. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of creature would do this to its own mouth? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, I've asked that question to myself uh, before. Yeah. And the and the reptile brain's voice is so it's good. so good, it's so good, sweet nothingness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So so then no I, X somethings. So then I jump back into the game and I'm like, all right, maybe we'll even these stats out some because that didn't go so well. But I played the whole first day, the first time, without realizing, continuing a wonderful bad playstyle tradition, without realizing a key piece of the UI, which is when you click one of your skills, you get like a short blurb about what it's about and a very quick summary of things it can do. But if you click info in the top right corner, it gives you paragraphs about here's what it does. Here's what having too much or too little will do to you. And I didn't run into that at all until like I'd finished day one on my first playthrough. So then I'm like, oh, that recontextualizes everything. So I ran back through again. And then because I'd run through like the day one sort of act Mm -hmm. like twice now, um, I forgot to check the body on day one. So Kim and I go to bed and he's like, so like today was pretty cool. We got a lot done and I don't really understand why we're running everywhere. And we definitely didn't look at the body and that's weird. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, my, my (laughs) initial playthrough uh, of the game, the save got deleted. Oh, and then, uh, well, cause it was like quick save fuckery. Cause like I was playing a different character and I didn't realize they weren't. And I didn't realize how the save system worked. And and then the, uh, the second one, I ran through all of day one. And at the end I was like, I'm gonna steal those boots. And I ran out there, but I had never interacted with it. I had never internalized the idea that I wanted to steal the boots. (laughs) And so the option wasn't there. Oh, okay. (laughs) Bummer. And so it was like, it's very difficult and very subtle when you're playing the same content multiple times in this game to remember where the idea uh-huh. for a thing came the from. The specific dialogue like, options open doors yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, in what's so it's available. Like, it's it's very much like, like they were saying in that interview with The Edge magazine, the game is very reactive yeah. to what you're yes. doing in a very subtle way. It, it makes your choices make sense and create plot lines to follow the, the seemingly really inconsequential cool. things you say during dialogue mm. matter a lot yeah um especially in regards to the thought cabinet yeah i would like to talk about the thought cabinet. hell yeah sure um what was your favorite thought gentlemen i have two favorites okay i have uh one is the 
the ancient and unknown creature, the Koldo Mama Dakwa, yeah, the, the, yeah. the invisible cryptid, <laughs> yeah. who is a gust of wind, maybe? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> or, or a sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, or like maybe a very tiny insect. Who can say? Yeah. I, those perception points are valuable. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like that one a lot just because I like to be the guy who butts into the conversation and be like, okay, but let me derail this conversation to talk about my favorite cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to talk to, to that lady about cryptids, Kim's like, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One. Like, you get one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, not doing this all day and then the other one um this is a a section of the game that's a little ahead of keenan so I'll, I'll speak delicately here okay i i met some people on an ice flow who were oh i've talked to them who were Hell using yeah. a contact microphone i've talked to them and my guy's like contact mike contact mike yeah <laughs> the champion of the ring the best yep. boxer of the last century <laughs> yeah. let me tell you about contact mike yeah <laughs> Which is this, like, really bizarre fucking reactionary, like, yeah. fucking, your memory spike hits and you're really excited about uh, it. Like, and it's like, it's like this archetype of conversation that, like, everyone has been through at some yeah. point of, like, the dude at the barbecue was like, Joe Montana, when he was in his prime, was the <laughs> finest football player. You know, like, like it's fucking it's that. that. Yeah. It's dumb sports excitement. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Oh, well, in, like, idolizing of athletes. Uh -huh. Like, it, yeah. The, no, it like hits all the right marks on that conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went into the church and I talked to Spider Guy. Okay. Uh, and that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> that, that church is a weird place. So what are your what are your favorite uh, internalized uh, thoughts and ideologies? I really like that I got inexplicable feminist agenda. Whoa. And it gives me options to just scream feminist shit at people. That's good. I never ran into that. Like you can so do. You, you can only get it from a conversation barely on, very early on from, ever, uh, from Gart. Okay. So it, when you're talking with Gart, if you hound him about why Sylvie left, mm -hmm. and then you talk to him, I just don't like women being pushed around. You, he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You could there's a the, a dialogue option where you can be like, "Why well, you know I don't know much about the inside of my brain, but I know I'm a fucking feminist." Yeah, <laughs> that's right? pretty good. And I then it cracks this open, and like there's certain characters you run across where they say some like super sexist shit, and you can just be like, "Fuck you!" Like that's you can pretty just cool. Lay into them. I I always felt um bad enough around Gart that I never wanted to like push his buttons or anything like I'm sorry dude I will get you money <laughs> like I, I paid off his money not by like getting money like a huge amount of money from someone I picked up bottles yeah I picked up so many bottles and flipped so many postcards at the convenience I store I sold those rims boy <laughs> oh god <laughs> do, do you know about that <laughs> no I don't so if you have not enough money to sleep on the end of day one uh and you talk to Gart and you're like dude I don't have any fucking money Kim will be like I got you and you head out to his car you head out to his car. No. <laughs> he loves them. No, no, no. Hold up. Hold up. You go to the back seat, and he's like, check the compartment with the that the perp is supposed to go in. And you look back there, and there are some confiscated porno tune rims back there. And he fucking hates porno tuning, so I know he wasn't going to use this right. shit. You take it down to the pawn shop. You sell it for 200 real. Nice. He gives you 100 of the real and keeps the other 100, and is like, all right, cool. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> God. <laughs> I sold those rims, boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, I just that experienced smart finding my car Joyce last night. Uh, that's a really good sequence of finding your car. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when Keenan went to the uh, went to the the islet, I was standing uh, standing right behind him. Not the islet, but the the, the coast. Yeah. And I was like, hey, follow those tire tracks. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the game. My favorite part of the game is Kim and Harry sitting on the swings talking about their moms. Uh, that's that's I my didn't favorite part. I have of the game. mom's options so there, if you, so mine if was you, different. If but... you if you point to him and say, "Hey, so was your dad 
point to your own eyes. <laughs> um, if you do that option, <laughs> then you if can you talk do about, the really racist you thing, you can talk about your moms. Yeah. yeah, you learn that both of Kim's parents. That were was happy. one of oh, the I few racist were... dialogues I recognized. Oh, I thought you were alluding to the fact that his eyes were bloodshot because he's an alcoholic. No, <laughs> no, no, you're talking about Kim. No, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, pointing to your your uh, uh, epicanthic fold. Yeah, because uh, Kim is Semenese or Sayoli. No, no Semenese is uh, uh, African. He's uh, Samsaran, I think it's called, or something no, like that. No. Um, it starts with this, yeah. The can we talk about the world building in this game? Sure. Yes. So, so what what Keenan was saying about the the skills in this game, um, as being like some of it, it's a little bit obtuse when you're starting out, uh-huh. and for you it was an obstacle. I um I didn't run into the same difficulties with it that you did, mm-hmm. but I always just sort of let it wash over me that I. For a lot of the game, I never felt like I had a full command of what all my skills yeah. were or what they did, and that is so much like in line with my whole experience in this game that like you don't know who you are you are reassembling your own self-conception yeah and then also i don't know fucking anything about this buck wild ass uh tabletop rpg world that these guys have written up over a decade right so the whole game experience when you're starting is just so overwhelming right like like it's so dense and you have nothing yeah and and it's overwhelming (laughs) and i don't mean that in a bad way it's like but like there's this experience i had of letting disco elysium just wash over Mm -hmm. me of like who am i where am i what country am i in oh damn that war sounds fucked wow you guys playing bocce ball in a crater huh you know like (laughs) (laughs) playing patanak there's like a really weird need to flow with what's going on around you yeah and like we talked about it like I need to be in a specific mood to play this game, and that mood is I need to be relaxed, and oh, I don't have a yeah. job, so sometimes I'm not relaxed. Oh. Uh, so it's been a little difficult for me to like keep pushing myself when I'm like I don't want to jump into that game with my shit and, the, and poison it that there, way. There, I I know I absolutely know what you mean about needing to be in a very specific mindset for yeah. this game because um, I need to be receptive, and sometimes I'm not. When like, I was when I was playing this, I reached a point where. Um, I, I, I would pharmacologically relax myself very much <laughs> and found it very unpleasant and uncomfortable to be hunched over a keyboard and mouse. And so I spent like a good hour making a steam controller configuration just so I could be even more of just a, like mm-hmm. a, a catatonic <laughs> pile of shit Hell yeah. while playing it. That like the, I, I need to be leaning back. I need my feet up and I need to just like, the, like let the, it in. The failed novelist from uh who created this game uh or helped create the game like the guy who writes it right um he was talking about how one of the major things they worked on when they were writing the dialogue was making it super Mm bite-sized for the twitter and tumblr Mm -hmm. generation yeah so that like it's very easy to read yeah there's an there's an ease of reading the chunks that are handed to you yeah uh, I, i suspect that's why um for all of the ui trappings that are from crpgs typically your dialogue options dominate your space horizontally and this game does it vertically yeah which is phone screen dimensions that's uh-huh. a twitter timeline uh-huh. you know yeah. yeah it plays on the current yeah the yeah current I, I love how the the other dialogue options go up so you can read them again yeah i I'll, also though i don't want to go back to to the Baldur's gate dialogue a horizontal formatting yeah. like i really love the side formatting it's where good it's really good it, yeah yeah and and i was i saw like a quick 40 second interview on twitter with him where where he was talking about like so so like text is this really interesting thing because people think they don't want to read but in actuality everything we do all day is reading look at social media look at like he talked about all that he's like so what we did with the game is we made a lot of he said a lot of the dialogue is abrasive or 
or violent or or like this the, is a, this the, is a Kurvitz? I think so. Yeah, okay. Kurvitz is the writer, and he yeah. he's saying like we we made all of it so punchy that you would have to react to it. Yeah, that you, like you would have that it draws you in it. in yeah, one yeah. way or another. It's funny because in the Edge interview, he said the exact opposite, which is that people fucking hate reading, so he had to make it right like readable for people who hate reading. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, he said like that's one of the mechanics they used was to make it all so passionate you had to react somehow. Right. Um, I love. That's probably the, why, like, fucking Harrier is, like, such a loudmouth dipshit a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, Metsovian socioeconomics? Hell, he's, yeah. Because he's the zeitgeist. Yeah. He's the, the blank everyman that you just put upon. But the um, I wanted to say two more things from the, from that Edge article. There's uh, the, the moment the game was sort of conceived of mm-hmm. was the, the guy who runs Zaum... Uh, coming to the writer's house and being like, we have failed on so many other things. Let us fail yeah, on making I, a video yeah, I game. Read that. It's a wonderful quote. It's oh, so wonderful. Um, and then Fuck also, it, right? also <laughs> talking about how the world was created when one of them, the, the art director for the game, was painting a painting of a skyline and he drew a raised highway with no entrances or exits over this sort of ghetto. Yeah, over the ghetto. And that's the 881. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the interstate, or not the interstate, but the you know the interneighborhood highway that just doesn't fucking yeah, stop in it Martinez. Doesn't serve Martinez. It, go, it, it goes from Jamrock to the other side of the river, right? And it doesn't serve Martinez yeah. at all, but it goes through it, right? right? It takes up space, right? It... And that was the genesis for the whole world of Revachol was was that painting, huh. um, which is super interesting. Also, Zaum means from the mind in Russian, uh, or from from thoughts. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really love the like inexplicable feminist agenda as a thought though yeah. like it's it's this weird niche thing that yeah. i stumbled into and it continues I mean, to pay dividends what, what thought in this game did you not stumble into you know like it was the first one i stumbled into to be yeah. fair so it was it was like extra charming and they're like yeah fuck it let's do it i like, marched sort of inexorably towards mazovian socialist economics yeah i i mean i i didn't list that as one of my favorites but it is probably the one i invoked the most while playing <laughs> sure. like that it, extra bo- xp man yeah I, the, I i would say the reason that one is not listed as my favorite is because um that one's close enough to my own thoughts yeah. and beliefs that it doesn't feel novel or yeah. shocking or fun to yeah. internalize it in my character i i think i really liked the wompty dompty dom center oh you talk to trant about when, yeah. you, when you're looking at the wall on the coast you talk to trant and he's like yes i was i was hanging out and doing intellectual things at the wompty dompty dom center in vreedport or vreedfort and you're like the wompty dompty dom center that is not a real thing you are lying to me <laughs> and, what, and, and like that thought is like you constructing a fiction around this place <laughs> like 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 engineering in reverse what the fuck this is uh yeah yeah. um oh i love that um that like especially early on in the game there's a lot of checks that like require like a five to be like a decent role Mm -hmm. and so you do these things like uh to to jump to get my coat Mm -hmm. right i had to take my shoes and my pants off (laughs) <laughs> to jump to get my coat at like a reasonable success rate, That's and it, it creates they both eight your savoir faire. So it, it creates this really wonderful the litany of contact, Mike. It <laughs> yep. It creates this really wonderful fucking like uh like batshit insanity to the character that's forced through the game mechanics. Yeah. Of like, yeah, he jumped from the rooftop in no pants to get his coat I, back. It's 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 a really impressive trick that they did in this game where I usually in role-playing games 
don't like very much mundane clothing items that have magical benefits. Yeah. Like, I don't like the barrister's wig in Fallout 3 that makes you better at talking. Right. I think that shit's stupid. Right. This is a game where it all kind of works. That that um, Harry's constructing his identity. Yeah, he's constructing his identity, and, and also it makes your ensemble very much a reflection of who you are uh-huh. as a person. <laughs> like, like if I, you wear an entire tracksuit, that is for doing physical and yep. motoric things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you get the full thon outfit, yeah. God, getting that, uh, getting the fucking shoes was so hard for me because I was poor all the fucking time. Also, I love that the guy who sells it to you is the host of Chapo Trap House. <laughs> oh yeah, well there, there are a bunch of people in and, this. Yeah, Titus is from Chapo. Uh, the scab leader is from yeah, Chapo. Yeah, I was about to say the. the... Uh, yeah, they're in a few places. There's a good like it's it's really because they were talking about in the article that I was reading too about how like it's really tough in like Estonia to get western sounding voice actors so i'm sure these dudes being good leftists were just like oh yeah chapo would you like to be in our cool game that's like yeah. groundbreaking yeah it's, i love i love all like the things in our weird leftist video I, game. I loved i love that they stole um the the single best mechanic from robin d law's gumshoe game which is the passives in this game where it's like you do active skill checks in this game but then also what skill checks you have uh at certain levels determine who chimes in and when right what information during conversations automatically and how much they tell you yeah so it's like in in gumshoe gumshoe is the only one of the only i'm not an rpg genius i'm an rpg like connoisseur so i know a lot but not everything right but the the gumshoe system is the only system i've ever seen that actively encourages uh this kind of like detective work because what it is is that the players get to a scene you know what's in the scene you haven't assigned like what skill goes where but the players invoke a skill and you figure out what information to feed them Based that you already know they... what reveals to hand them huh. based on what they've invoked and there's no role involved they just go i have a medical degree and you right. go okay well here you have this information. Yeah, yeah, there's a bullet hole in the yeah, back of the, yeah, there you of go. the corpse. Right. And it's like there's the combination between that idea from Gumshoe, which I'm sure because it's like yeah. Europe is big into that kind of mm-hmm. game. And then like Mephidious games is like that's what I see as being like sort of the lineage of into this. So so the entire sequence where you're looking at the body and Kuno and Kuno S fucking screaming at you. <laughs> The part where you put your hand inside the dude's head to find the bullet, <laughs> everyone shuts up, and it's amazing because you're like, "God, I did not do that." Oh that is, man, that is fucking raw. So, so you do this, you do this thing, right? Like, because you're like, "I'm going in for the bullet," oh. and you fucking like reach inside this dude's head through the back of through his. How did you get the bullet, Owen? Did you get the bullet? Uh, I think I just sent it to the coroner. Oh, okay, and they just tell you. So, yeah. So yeah. you reach in through his fucking mouth through the back of his head. And because of where the bullet went in, like, that part of his skull is caved in, and you can fucking get into his No, because he, he got shot in the mouth. Okay, whatever. But, uh, like, yeah. the point is, the damage means you can get in there and get the bullet. And you're, like, literally, like, puppeting this dude and shit. And yeah, Kuno's Kuno, like, Kuno holy says, shit, that's so fucking wrong! You get like, massive bonuses on white checks with Kuno yeah. if he sees you if do he sees that you shit. Doing this. <laughs> you, you get, like, a plus three. Because, like, yeah. cause like, uh, uh, like, so for me, my interaction with Kuno was <laughs> Kuno was being a shit to me yep. and wasn't revealing anything that I wanted to know. So I punched him in the fucking face. <laughs> I tried and fell over. Oh, I did that, too. <laughs> that, that, you, you carry those penalties for, like, the rest of the game. Yep. 
up yeah. to so, so him. For, like Kuno knows you're a fuck up. So I punched Kuno in the face, and he's like, he's like, okay, I respect you a little bit more. And then later, like, I shoot the th- the corpse down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's on, like, on fuck the, yes. and he's like, holy shit. Yeah. And then like I scream at Kuno East, right? <laughs> and then and then I put my my hand inside this dude's face <laughs> and pull a bullet out. And so Kuno thinks I'm the shit. Yeah. Which right? like uh, there's <laughs> enough dialogue options with Kuno that that is available. Which and you can with, even like with what you can do with Kuno, like. It makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so <laughs> my relationship with him is very tumultuous because I am his bitch because I fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. whiffed. And he's like, you're my bitch now while I'm on the ground. Oh, I also did the quest with his dad. So that's like five different bonuses for all checks with him. <laughs> I, I, I'm mostly steered clear of him as much as I could. <laughs> no, I, I got into it. I honestly it. think he's the best character on day one. I got into it because he was such a character that I needed more. Like, I needed, like, part of it's like, now I understand him. He's like, hey, we, Kuno, yeah. could you please stop throwing rocks at this corpse? He's like, no, I gotta ride the lightning, yeah. man. Like, it, this <laughs> yeah. shit is happening. I am on speed. <laughs> uh, also, do you notice, like, he's throwing rocks at the corpse. After you take the corpse away and you take his drugs away because you do the quest with his dad, he just kind of slob squats on the ground looking at the floor <laughs> because he's out of drugs out and of he's just hung over. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so like, there's a point where you can realize that the the girl is, like, a psychopath and you can, like, lean in with him and so, be like, hey, bro, is she you, a problem? Do you remember when you had I, that? I, I definitely remember getting into that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember and, when and, you and, had and, that volition check with Classier mm-hmm. upstairs where you realized that all of the, the talking heads inside your head cannot be trusted? Right, Because she's a fucking spook. Yeah. Right? It's like... um uh that i felt the same way with that check when i did with the one where your brain's like hey it's not him yeah it's her yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah and so you're like oh so shit you lean and he starts talking like a normal person quietly to you and it's this like whole tonal shift of kuno that i'm just like oh man this kid's into some shit like this kid's dealing with a lot like yeah um, so there's a there's a there's a part that you're kind of at uh-huh. it's not a huge spoiler but like there's these traps you have to check okay right for for the the insolidian phasmid yes um and which is a a cryptid cryptid, right um and one of them is missing its locus and so you get a you get a thought where it's like hey go talk to the local delinquent that you know Mm -hmm. maybe kids stole the locus and you go into a shack and it's just fucking covered in locusts (laughs) and you're like kuno what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i'm not grasping on anybody pig fuck off Uh, so I had a really weird interaction last night where I talked to the drunks in the fishing town. Oh God, those guys are great. Those guys are great, uh, and I bought was, was the like medical a, alcohol. Don't tell, from one don't of them. tell Abigail. <laughs> don't. But they, they they have such miserable names. Yes, yeah. um, it's a terrible doom spiral yeah. or something <laughs> yeah. like that, and. Like God, yeah, the other one is just I think called like like Maybell or Mayflower or something mm-hmm. like that. He's the one who sells you stuff. He so so I really loved the interaction with him because the tie, <laughs> oh. the horrific tie. So do you guys tech neckties talk to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah Mine yeah. did not. I I stopped wearing it pretty mm. quickly. So um, the the horrific necktie is 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 very interested in drugs and alcohol. Yeah, it is, and it tries to egg you on. And it's very clear how you got into this death spiral with the yeah, tie. Yeah, I, I I got kind of sick of the tie. Yeah, like it's like tie. You need to shut the fuck up. I'm I'm repairing my life. So <laughs> so I'm talking to these drunks, and he's like, "Hey, I got stuff you want." And the tie's like, "Yeah, he's got stuff you want." God. So I bought medical grade embalming fluid. 
Did you talk <laughs> him guy, down to three reals? Yeah, I yeah. talked him down. And then the tie's like, so hold on to this shit. I'll tell you when to drink it. And I'm like, holy shit, what? Fuck, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm carrying it and I'm wearing the tie and I'm like, I'm half and half on if I'm just going to fucking go for it when it comes up. I sold that shit because it's worth it's like worth 20 like bucks. It's worth like 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's decent. But uh, there's also a part of me that wants to know what the fuck happens if I go through with it. Because now it's a task. Yeah. Like it's a task where it's like, yo, wait for the signal from the tie and drink that shit. And I'm like, oh God, when is it? What is it? What's going to happen? You stop listening to that goddamn tie. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I clocked fairly early on that electrochemistry was an unreliable oh, error. Oh, absolutely. Stop listening to his ass. I, I deflect him a lot. I uh, I replaced my tie with a bolo tie. Mm-hmm. And it has... Oh, the bolo tie's really good. Yeah, the, yeah. the one from the cryptozoologist. Yeah. And it's got like a bird skull of a cryptid on it. And I, I'm trying to remember. It gives me uh, Inland Empire, I think. Dope. Yeah. Or Shivers. I think it's it's no because shivers is the scented necktie. This one gives you it's a it's a yellow and a, and a blue, but I don't remember mm-hmm. what. Yeah, yeah. I gotta find a screenshot later of my guy's outfit at the end of the game. Yeah, because like oh. my guy has a look. So so um, we're describing our looks. Sure. Um, I have two looks because it the 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 look when I was when I was supposed to stop what I was wearing the Mazovian Ushanka. Yeah, there um, you go. I'm wearing that, and then I'm wearing the biker goggles. And then I'm wearing the fuck the world jacket. And then I'm wearing power armor. And then a tracksuit. And then power armor again. Power armor boots. Yeah, power armor boots and power armor chest. What were you wearing? Oh, my second look. My finish the game look was pistol, pistol, power armor, everything. And then an enormous scarf. uh, And then the rain jacket that you find hanging off of the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, And then track pants. Uh, My guy was carrying a sword. Yeah, the sword's At really good. At all times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you get that from the fishing lady? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, do you know it actually does her. something? Really? Because I was, I kept waiting for people to ask me about my sword. No, no, it's um, because uh, I wanted to be sword guy. The shortly after you get the sword, there's mm-hmm. there's a thing you need to break. It gives okay. you a bonus to that check. Okay. Yeah. I I was really hoping it would come up in conversations of people being like, "Why the fuck do you have a sword?" Because <laughs> I'm a fucking constable. See, I was hoping you could give it to Renee. So I, I I had the the sword, and then in my other hand, I had a plastic bag filled with garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so my character wears the the like pi trench coat and the hat. Because the bookstore girl gave oh, me... Oh, yeah, you're, you're fucking the, uh, dick, the, whatever. The, yeah. The pinball maker's... Uh, the pinball maker's jacket. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the bookstore girl gave me a Dick Mullen hat. Yeah, there you go. Dick Mullen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kept wanting to say Dick Dale, and it's no. like, no, that's no, the, the surprise. It's, it's funny, when you call into your station to report your get bunt gun and badge missing, they call you, di- like, anything yeah. but your real name. Yeah. And yep. one of the things they one call you is they, Dick Mullen. Yeah. Yep. To, to, like, to say the fact that you are a good detective, but Antagonistically refer to you as the super cop from the books as sherlock holmes yeah. yeah um and then oh i think i'm still wearing the base pants because i like the bonuses they gave me mm-hmm. and then i just Minus found these, savoir faire Ew. and then i found these uh these like riding boots that give me more authority that i'm wearing right now uh, oh and i'm always wearing the yellow uh <laughs> interfacing gloves <laughs> oh yeah yeah so like, so, like, I'm, like the, the yellow interfacing gloves are good. I'm like this they're very it, rubber glove monster <laughs> it's annoying to me how long of that game you spend with the yellow gloves being the best gloves you can yeah. use because like the other gloves that are available to you at that point give you like half light which rarely comes up and electrochemistry which i don't need more of that right. i don't get out of here yeah. but <laughs> get the ho- out of my brain but the hobo hat my man 
the hobo the hat looks plus cool. reaction speed hell yeah i'm a very not physical i character. love the i love the reaction speed uh uh, stat passives in conversations. Yeah. Because you pick up on stuff that if you're thinking quickly, you would pick up on. Oh, neat. But if you're thinking slowly, you wouldn't. Neat. So it's not necessarily like a like physicality thing. It's a mental it's a, reaction. It's a, okay, thing, interesting. Which is super cool. So you'd be like, it's it's like uh, the counterpoint to logic. Okay. Logic is thinking things through very, very like slowly and analytically. Mm-hmm. This is thinking things through like your snap reaction. Right. You would get. Hey, a, you just said that quick little detail. Yeah. Right. So there's like there's the when you're talking to Gart at the beginning and he's like, um, uh, he's like, oh yeah, they put him up in the tree. If you have reactions to me, you'd be like, who the fuck's they? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Interesting. So. Yeah, and that's the thing I like is like I know that there's a bunch of stuff I haven't seen from my character build. But it also means that, like, I can go back through and play the game and feel a different way about how I get to the things I need to get yeah. to. I, I, I have a very – this game has, like, a ton of replayability. Mm-hmm. But I don't um, – I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep playing my second playthrough. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying my experience of doing it. I don't like that I'm doing it mm-hmm. because my vision of Harry is becoming muddied. Oh, okay. Because my second playthrough, I, of course, deliberately statted him out somewhat differently than right. my first playthrough. I don't want to just recreate my first playthrough. But, like, I, I have a very clear vision in my head of who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And, and and this this is becoming warped and distorted and a little confused in my head. Um, and so I almost feel like this is a game I only want to have played through once. Right, right. Because... Because the the sort of natural flow of what you're doing feels correct versus yeah. uh, versus and that's the the thing with games with like binaries right is that like you do it one way and the other way feels weird and this game has like way more directions than well two. In, in 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 this game like when when you take different directions it's not it's not like uh, to borrow something from another game it's not like the difference between hacking a computer terminal and crawling through a vent right it's like it is the difference between whether or not harry is a feminist right whether or not uh i i believe that revishal is the product of failed liberalism right like, like right. and, and what that attaches is. Yeah, yeah yeah it absolutely is but whether or not harry believes sure. that but it um, attaches to this identity to things. And that... whether or not you have to take volumetric shit compressor yeah. as an idea because you can't get close to that corpse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that idea a lot because it, until you finish internalizing it, it, it lays uh, penalties on you. Yeah. Right? Which I, I think um, is very evocative. That like I really like the thought system in this game. Yeah. I really like cool. the time system in this game too. Yeah. Because like, it is timed. But only when you're doing things. Yeah. And very early on in the game, it says, do not exhaust every dialogue option right. in every conversation. You will spend too much time in certain conversations. You need to just And get also, in, like, you get won't get you... the right information right. or you'll yeah. piss someone yeah, yeah, off. Because yeah, yeah, or... all information presented to you is subjective yeah. in this game. Nothing is authoritative, you know? So, yeah, I really like the time system in this game. I think that it served me and the way I like to play detective games well. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see. I would love to. I haven't even finished it, right? And I would love to see another game like this. Like the systems stuff is really cool, but I don't know that you can pull off the same sort of weird narrative density 
I, I they, the the developers of this said that they want to do uh, a sequel or DLC. Cool. Which I think I I would be very curious what a DLC for this game looks like. Like, give me a side story that's not about Harry. Did but, I tell you the thing that I heard that hmm. they wanted to do? What's that? They wanted to do a game where you play a pregnant woman. Oh yeah. And much like Harrier is dealing with his mind deteriorating and fluctuating, oh, she is dealing with her body doing yeah. the same thing. Huh. Um, and I'm very interested to see what that game looks like. I doubt that that'll be what they end up doing sure. or if they end up doing that it'll look different i doubt that that's what they'll end up doing and if they do do that it'll look different than what i'm imagining but right and just yeah. the way they've chosen to build a system that can work within those spaces i right. think is really cool right um, i really like the skill system i'd love to see a um, different lacquer of paint a different right perspective layered on this same sort right. of framework well because like the skills that are in the game are things that you would not want to like I, I think I, I, I like I, like always. I think of an RPG like Fallout, mm -hmm. and I think of that as a game that uh, puts a skill set in the game that is meant to be universal to everyone who exists in that world. Whereas the skill sets that are presented to you in Disco Elysium are not just specific to a detective but they are specific to harry yeah, yeah they're specific to harry and his style that's what i'm saying i'd love yeah. to see this framework but with different, totally, different totally. things slotted in yeah right like, like most people don't even have inland empire on their character right. Sure. Right, right, right. Right. and but, if anyone else had shivers i'd be mad yeah like, or, or esprit de corps yeah. like mm, no but thanks. like the the interactions of the way the skills and these things work like is interesting even when you put it through a different lens. Passives versus right. time yeah. versus white checks versus red checks. Yeah, you know, like, like the, that. the core yeah. mechanics of what you're dealing with have really, really interesting opportunities. Sure. And I'd love to see more of this world, especially if we weren't in the Insulidian Isola. I'd love to see, like, different areas of the world. Perspective. So yeah, the, the, the book that they wrote is yeah. being translated to English and comes out in like February or Ooh, something. Cool, I'm going to read it. Yes, I am too. Yeah. I, I've done a little digging because like there's a lot of world building stuff you can learn by like talking to people and shit. Sure. But also it's hard to know where to find that all in the game. Yeah. So I also went down a wiki rabbit hole and just like read as much of the world lore and like a lot of it I knew in broad strokes but it was kind of interesting. There, The world of Elysium is weird. Yeah. It, like the the we should probably talk about it more next episode the yeah, pale I'm, is I'm, weird i'm starting to get to the point in our conversation where it's becoming harder and harder yeah. not to talk about stuff that's going to ruin this experience yeah Kenan. so i i think we should move towards okay uh, well there's one thing i wanted to bring up did you guys save scum at all when you played yes no i have not. did you save scum a lot define a lot uh so i saved scum to twice oh, okay i did more than that okay yeah um, uh, when i felt that my character build deserved beating a check and that i could i could go to the mini mart and buy beer and do this check three times or i could just shave saves come that's when i did it but when it was a check that was like a 28 percenter mm -hmm. that was like a if i passed i passed if i failed sure I failed, sure, right? sure sure so like I, I tried to okay i tried to be uh to to accept the failure of the game because the game is largely about well, it, failing. and the fact that something interesting almost always happens when you fail a check right, right. it makes it um uh, it makes it so it doesn't even appeal as much to save scum your way out of that. Sure. I, it was appealing to me in, in... There were certain sections of the game where I wanted certain outcomes for certain characters, mm -hmm. and that's when I would be very invested in doing that kind of thing. But for the most part, I feel like I accepted the game's judgments as I, far as what happened. I ran into one situation where um, I needed to get into a space. I had to make a skill check to get into the space. Right. I made the very difficult check and I got in. Mm -hmm. 
and then I talked to someone and I died. Mm. And then when I it was like, all right, well, I guess I'll load my save and like play oh, again. Yeah. And I couldn't get back in. And so I say because I already know who's in there right. and what happens. I in know there. exactly what part yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, no, I don't care. I am loading. That and check is very again. difficult as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was another uh, outcome later in the game where it's like something happened that I just consider wholly unacceptable. And I, I <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about that next. Time. I, I violated my code. Uh, 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 like my, my 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 like vague internal ethos of about. I think I know exactly. What I, you're I think you do about. too. Yeah. <laughs> so so I haven't because like. I had already heard that the game allows you to fail forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I've, I've been experiencing that in a very real way. Like, can I, I can I, can I just say, uh, I think those were justified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think. So I, I was reading in some online discussions of this game because I'm very interested mm-hmm. in different thoughts and perspectives on it a game about thoughts i want to hear the thoughts about the thoughts um and some people were speculating that there might be a point in the game where you can actually soft lock yourself and not finish the game oh yeah that uh if you hit a sweet spot of certain skills and you fail certain oh checks, man um but no one's really sure yeah because <laughs> no one's experienced think, it and come I out think of the woodwork Keenan's actually close to that period because there's there's a specific piece of information he needs that he does not have mm-hmm. um and he can't progress without it yeah I, I'd, I'd be very curious to talk to the developers about that and and like ask them like hey like is do you have a built-in fail safe so against I, something I, like that i know that there's a system in the game where certain checks that kind of need to be finished if you fail them three times in a row mm-hmm. kim will offer you an out Okay. Like there's that kind oh, of thing. Okay, so in. he's like the lifeline. Yeah. So like there's certain white checks that need to be passed in order for the game to progress because there's certain pieces of information that if you don't have, you don't know where to go. Yeah. And your character wouldn't you know where to go. Someone, you can't confront you something. Can't, yeah. You can't look at a specific object in a specific way. Um, and if you there's so I was reading someone was uh, so I was looking at an, at someone plotting a speed run. Oh, through this God. game and they were trying to figure out the quickest method of failing how do i get check. to the key how do i how do i fail this check three times quickly okay right and so there's like so you can do you because oh, because bonuses aren't just beer alcohol smokes and drugs they're they're also what you're wearing clothing and they're also the things, things you said, you said yeah. in that conversation and, and information or things you got. said to other people yeah or other people or ideas you got from right, other like conversations so, so it was like it, part of it was plotting how do i fail this check with titus three times sure. right like real fast right <laughs> oh. so is it, is it fail smoke fail smoke fail smoke it, yeah, yeah weird system that, bashing yeah. stuff going yeah, on but here. it's like you know how do you have enough health and and morality to or or morale to eat that also yeah is, is so speedruns of this game would probably be very instructive on how it all ticks right and that's why i was I reading mean, that I, article is he said is, the, most, the, the least insightful thing i've ever said speedruns make you or yeah. give you insights to how the game works no but like it's one of those games where like you to, to understand those systems and be able to manipulate them is and i think i gained a lot of that playing two separate builds on the first two days multiple mm-hmm. times through of like sort of understanding the underpinnings of how exactly we get from point a to point b these myriad of ways yeah definitely my accidental replay like helped me yeah help me understand like okay my character is built this way so i need to find information this there way. are certain things i can't talk about right now i do not understand how you guys did them <laughs> okay. uh, and how you got through them or how you were about to well um, it sounds like we should 
wrap this up soon? Sure. We're, like, we're, yeah, we're kind we're, of we're moving towards that. I was just saying, like, I if you have anything else to say, now's the time. So that Ooh, kind of thing. That should be it. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, uh, there there will be um, a spliced together version of this if you don't care, but uh, if you do and you want to, you know, play along with us and do that whole thing, there will be two separate sort of files and all the normal things that happen at an end of episode are going to be happening in that episode, and not this one. Yeah. yeah. So we will talk to you next time. And I'm very much looking forward to that conversation too. So uh, I will probably have a whole other playthrough under my belt by that time. I might too. Like the momentum's getting me at this point. So 